Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. It's necessary to have Deidre on here for multiple reasons. One, the topic that we're discussing today, we're going to be touching on motherhood and co-parenting and just her journey as a mother. And I thought it was really important to bring that narrative into this space because we've already talked about mothers on the podcast and y'all love to tell me that I don't like mine. So I figured (laughs) I would bring someone on here who you know, talks about the other side of motherhood and the beautiful parts. And yes, we're going to talk about all of the amazing things that my mother does because I actually <laughs> love my mother. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, people will come in for my life. They were dragging you. I, they, I, I had no doubts that you loved your mom. Even they, listening to that episode. I'm like, they were sending me Bible verses. Oh, like, <laughs> Listen, you should not forsake your mama, okay? <laughs> I was like, calm down. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk co-parenting. Um, but also something that, you know, we should just throw out there. Deidre is also the twin of <laughs> my podcast guest from episode one. So I thought it was fitting, you know, where <laughs> Diamond and I talked about, you know, our relationships with our mothers. And then I bring Diamond's twin on to talk about her absolutely beautiful journey as oh. a mother of the most amazing kid. Like, Y'all, Dylan is my nephew, and we've never met. Yeah, Dylan has a lot of social media aunties. Like, like, like she got a lot of social media aunties. He's just, he so is dope. the happiest, just dopest little boy ever. But we're gonna talk about that. Yes. Um, so yeah, Deidre, if you don't mind giving me like the 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 backstory, I guess. So you and <laughs> the I, met, yeah, you and I met when we were in in high school, or I guess I yes. met Simon first, and I kind of met yeah. you by proxy yes Um, and then you know I kind of fell out of touch with with Diamond for a couple of years because of course I was in college doing my own thing and then we reconnected Mm -hmm. on social media and when we reconnected I connected with you and then some years later I I can't really remember the timeline but then you had Dylan and I was just like oh Mm -hmm. my god she has a baby a baby oh this kid if you don't mind telling us like what was that journey like like Well, you you know what? So first of all, let me start by saying that Deidre had no intentions on being anyone's mother. Like I had a very clear path for my life and it did not involve children. (laughs) And I came to that decision really young. I was like 21, but that was a point where everybody our age was like kind of dying. And every single time somebody our age would die, I'm like, yo, their mom must be ripped apart right now. So I decided, I remember being in my shower bawling because somebody my age had died and I'm just thinking about their mom. And I'm like, babies for me? No, I can't imagine outliving my child. So I decided I didn't want kids. Um, his dad and I, we were, you know, in our relationship, we were loving, loving on each other. And he also was cool with not having children because he was significant or he is significantly older than me. So his children from his marriage and all that jazz, you know, they were pretty much grown. And him and I were like, we're about to travel the world. We're about to raise these dogs. It's going to be perfect. And my birth control just kind of failed me. Um, and Dylan just ended up in my uterus and I was like, fuck, I guess I'm, I guess I'm having a kid. And from the moment I accepted this pregnancy, it was just all about my Dylan. I didn't even know like the sex of the baby or anything, but it was just every single fiber of my being was this person. And, um, he was born and I was like, yo, this person is lit. Like from the moment he came out of me, I was like, okay, this person that just came out of me is very special. And he is like, he's so dope. It's been a roller coaster, but it's been really good. Like it's been dope as hell. So what was the, I guess the thought process, um, and, you know, going back to when you initially found out that you were pregnant with Dylan, because I think every woman goes through that thought process, um, of, this is is when do I have kids and if this comes up before I'm ready or if I had already made the decision that I'm not having kids like 
what is the mindset in terms of choosing? Because of course, women have a choice in this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And And so what was like, how did you even make that decision from, I don't want kids to I'm choosing Dylan, you know, you know, I'm going to be fully honest. There was a point where I, my first thought was to terminate the pregnancy because I didn't want to be pregnant. I was only 22 when I got pregnant with Dylan. So, um, I had just gotten to a point like me and my dog had our adorable apartment. And I was just at that point where after paying my bills and saving, I could still go out with my friends and have a good time and not feel like I wasted money. You know what I mean? So this pregnancy really threw me for a loop. And I was like, girl, this is not the time in your life to be having a baby. I absolutely went through that. I'm like, you're so young. You haven't done anything. You haven't been anywhere. What the hell? You know, and for those things, I was like, I don't want this baby. But then I stopped and I'm like, well, D, you're young. If you have the baby now, by the time the baby's grown, you're going to still be young. <laughs> Just travel the world then. And you're going to probably be able to afford it more than anyway. That's literally the conversation I had with myself. Um, so I had to stop and think about the reasons why I didn't want a kid. And of course, I had my reasons prior where I was worried about outliving the child. But then I thought about the things that I felt disappointed about, not having traveled enough. Um, not being where I wanted to be in my career and things like that. And I was like, you can still do those things, even though you have a child. You and this child can travel the world together. Um, and even if you don't want to travel with the kid when they go off to college, that's when you can travel. You know, I had to remind myself that life doesn't end. <laughs> so I just was like, okay, fine, let's do it. We're going to have this baby. Um, but yeah, I absolutely had moments of thinking that I wasn't going to keep it. Like I was I was going to terminate the pregnancy at one point and then I just couldn't bring myself to. So I chose not to. So I know, um, so I, I talk about it all the time at work. My coworkers, both of them, well, my boss and, and my coworker both have two kids each and they're mm. pretty young kids. And my, my boss is always like, you know, I was one of those women who was like, oh, babies, I can't do it. <laughs> and she's like, literally, you know, when people say the minute you see your child, Mm-hmm. she was like sometimes it's not even that moment sometimes it's you know when you're at home with your baby and you look at them and you're like holy shit I made this like yeah this is mm-hmm. mine. did you yep. have like is that what happened when you saw Dylan like it was like an instant well yeah you 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 mentioned that before <laughs> you know what though low-key that happened before he even came the, it was it was when I the first time I felt his little flutters like the first time I felt him kick I was like, yo, there is a whole fucking baby inside of me. Like, like I was like, shit, like my body is making a person, you know? Um, so yeah, even like the first time I saw, you know, I, I, I heard his cry before I saw him because I had a C-section mm. and I could vividly remember as high as I was because, you know, they'd be having you high as hell when you, <laughs> when you have a C-section. But I can remember laying there and his dad was right next to me and I heard his little cry and I remember saying, oh my God we have a baby and he has a cry and I started to cry. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it happens differently for everybody. You know, some people, it's the, mo- the minute they see them. One of my friends, um, she actually didn't have that. You know how some of us, you know, well, you don't know. I'm sorry. You don't have kids. What am I? Some women, you know, some women, <laughs> not yet, as not yet. As, not yet. some women, as soon as they see their baby, they fall in love. Um, and I do have a friend who she couldn't relate to that. And it took her a while to have that connection with the baby. She just was like, I mean, this baby's here. I made it. I feed it. But I just don't like th- that connection you guys feel. I'm not feeling it. And I would like to. And she eventually did, you know, but it varies for everybody. For me, it was the moment I felt his first kick. It was like little flutters. It was the cutest thing in the world. Oh, my God. I think that's my biggest fear in terms of because I'm I was at that stage for a long time where it's like hell no to kids. Like I just. <laughs> And not because I don't like kids. I've been told multiple times how good I am with kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I just did not see that for myself. And it just wasn't a choice I wanted to make because I understand Mm -hmm. that it's a huge choice. And it requires, (sighs) I feel like motherhood requires this level of selflessness. It does. That you have to kind of consciously be on every day and I'm a mm-hmm. selfish ass bitch like yeah I really and there's am. nothing wrong with that there's right. nothing wrong with that <laughs> so I just in my mind I was like I don't want to be that person who you know wants to be all about me and then has a kid and still wants to be all about mm-hmm. me and my child yeah. suffers because of it yeah so you know I'm still in that process and I've started opening 
up more to the idea of becoming a mom, you know, as I get older, I just got engaged and it's not because I just got engaged, but my relationship situation and my living situation has Mm -hmm. changed my mentality on that. Yeah. But my fear is that like that I'll have my kid and there won't be that like snap, like the motherhood won't kick in. I'll just be like, yeah. oh, there's a fucking baby in the house. Like, there's a baby here. Like, all of a sudden, there's a fucking baby here. What do we do with it? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, what if I forget to feed it? I... But you know what, though? That goes into uh, having a partner. Because it's, does Steven have that level of selflessness that you feel like you lack? Because if he does, then y'all going to be fine. Make you that baby. You know what? I will say this. And people are going <laughs> to laugh because we're talking about babies and I'm going to bring up a cat. But I'll use the cat as an example, okay? <laughs> There, there is only one child in his house and he has four legs. But to be honest, um, when I lived by myself, there, there was a period of time where me and Steven were in separate states and I lived by myself. And that's when I adopted mm-hmm. Dash, who's my cat. Mm-hmm. And when I have that fear of like, well, what if I forget to feed my child? I think about it and I'm like, well, you live by yourself with a cat for a really long time and he never died. He never died. <laughs> you fed him every day. You took him yep. to the vet all the time. You were super like doting on this cat and conscious mm-hmm. and because that was the, the life form in your house that you were responsible exactly. for. Exactly. So you'll be fine. Yeah. And then a the minute I came here and I lived with Steven, like Steven was so against having a pet. He was like, this is a huge responsibility, but... <laughs> To be honest, because of my work schedule and like the forgetfulness of like, I guess it's because I'm comfortable having a partner in the house. Mm-hmm. Steven literally feeds that cat, like scoops his litter, <laughs> like plays with him, yeah. brings him into the bedroom at night. Like it's like, come on, we're going to bed. And oh. I'm just like, that cat used to be mine. And I yeah, just, now he's ours. When did this, or even like, yours? <laughs> I just stopped doting on him one day, and Steven just like jumped in and took over. So it's like, okay, maybe a kid will be fine in this house. The kid will be just fine as long <laughs> as as long as long as you and Steven are on the same page. Yeah, I think will be fine. <laughs> he does well at like you know picking up where where I can't do certain things mm-hmm. sometimes, and so I think it'll be okay. But it's it really is just a bigger responsibility than I ever thought it, it oh, would absolutely. be when I was younger. Absolutely. And even me, like I, I'm very like not by nature. I take care of the people around me before I take care of myself. Like that's just my nature. Um, since I was a little girl, Diamond used to have to come to my kindergarten class and threaten my classmates. Like don't eat Deidre's snacks. Cause she never gets to eat them. Cause she's busy sharing with y'all. Like that's how I've always been. But because of that, I tend to sometimes like burn out. And when that happens, I do get to a moment of, I ain't doing shit for nobody but me. So the daddy has to step in and the daddy, and the the daddy just takes care of whatever I don't like. Sometimes I just mentally, I'm like, I got to go. And the daddy's like, I got it. Don't you worry. Do what you got to (laughs) do. Like, So you and Steven are going to be fine because you guys and shit, y'all about to be married and shit. (laughs) So, so how do y'all like navigate that process in terms of just the moments when you need to check out, how do mm-hmm. you navigate that? Because of course, Dylan is always there. So yeah. do you communicate it to him or how does you that work? What? Surprisingly, he knows it before I do, which is crazy. Like he, he, he knows it before I do, but also we both care about Dylan in the same exact way. So, and, our, and Dylan is both of our top priority. So there's no imbalance there. And because of that, because he knows how dedicated I am to raising Dylan and I know how dedicated he is to raising Dylan. Um, he'll sometimes be the one to suggest that I take a break. He'll be the one to say, you know what, D like, I feel like you need to spend a little time alone. You seem a little, little. like last week I had a, some moments of just kind of being off, you know, and he caught on to it and he said, I got Dylan, like do whatever you need to do for yourself, but I got Dylan, you know? And, and that's why we're able to like navigate it. It's not hard just because we're on the same page. I think it's hard when you're not on the same page because that's really where it comes down to. You've got some people, their dynamic is a lot different than mine where you got one parent who's doing every single thing and sometimes, a lot of the time it's the mama. And then you got a dad who feels like the mom got it. So I'm gonna just do whatever I need to do or whatever I want and I'll throw some money at them. Sometimes they ain't even throwing money at them, <laughs> you know? But luckily, because him and I are on the same page, we're just able to do whatever needs to be done. I've read a lot about women who end up in 
single mother situations while they're married. Mm-hmm. And mm. I'm not going to say that's a fear of mine because I think Stephen Noy crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I think that's the most heartbreaking thing that I've ever read about. Yeah. Just this whole idea that women get married, they have their, their life partners, but when it comes to motherhood and having kids, mm-hmm. they're single mothers essentially because they do a lot of the sacrificing and the spending the energy and the time. Right. In the dad's mind, it's I'm giving, and this is something we discussed in the divorce episode. Also Mm -hmm. this mentality where if a man is, is giving financially and providing in that form for his family, he feels like that he's playing his part. Right. That's all he has to do. Yeah. And you, we all know that's a very outdated way of thinking and living. Um, and I, f- I feel bad for people in that situation. And I don't even know if there's a way to get through to people so that they can unlearn that. You know what I mean? Luck- I'm lucky enough that that's not my situation. And even, you know, I was listening to that episode and I just remember being like, yo, I couldn't imagine doing to Dylan what was done to these girls. Like, I don't want Dylan to grow up and be having this conversation in his 20s. Yo, my parents split up and that was it. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, that's what I don't because Dylan's dad and I have been split up for three years now. But we're still partners because we're co-parents. You know, when I say partners, I mean we are co-parents and we treat it like a partnership. We both have one job and that's to bring this boy up correctly and make sure everything he needs and wants is taken care of. So we've had complications though. Let me be clear. <laughs> it wasn't always as easy. Um, especially in the beginning when the breakup first happened and we've been through so many ups and downs, but every up and down that we went through was our personal issues and it had nothing to do with Dylan. So because we both prioritized Dylan, we were able to be like, yo, our shit is crap and we can't let it fuck this kid up. (laughs) Like we got to figure out a way to exist as this kid's parents. (laughs) So how did you navigate that? Like, like what types of conversations did you guys have? Or is there anything specific that you did in terms of, getting to a place where the mindset Mm -hmm. was co-parenting versus the breakup or, or getting past your relationship? Uh, Girl, it was just that conversations. Um, There was a point where all of our conversations led to arguments. And as we both individually worked on our shit and the things that caused us to constantly lead to arguments, we eventually, we just had to keep having those uncomfortable conversations. So we were kind of juggling. Each of us were juggling because I'm juggling my personal shit my shit with him and then being a mom and he's juggling his personal shit, his shit with me and being a dad. But we're both realizing the most important thing is parenting this kid. So with every, you know, conversation that led to an argument, the more we had, the better it got. And just not too long ago, we were able to have an uncomfortable conversation that didn't lead to an argument. So we just focused on communicating with each other and understanding what is our bottom line? What is our end goal? And the minute we accepted that we do have the same end goal, we just started focusing on that. Um, there was a lot of work that had to be done because, listen, a lot of the issues that people have with co-parenting comes from the breakup and their shit. And even us, we, in the beginning, at the beginning stages of the breakup, it was the complications. It was us still fooling around with each other. It was, you know, us not being over the breakup, you know, things like that. But now that we are over the breakup, now that we have fully accepted that there's no way in hell we're going to be back together, um, it's easier to co-parent. So I think that's probably one of the most important things you can do when co-parenting is work with that person to fully separatize with each other as former partners so that you can be partners in parenting this person. Yeah, I think, honestly, my parents... I, I wouldn't say that co-parenting was difficult for them in the beginning because I, I don't even think they attempted to co-parent in the beginning. Right. Um, I think that my mom, you know, didn't feel that my dad was as reliable in terms of just mm-hmm. the things she needed from him. And mm-hmm. she tried to do a lot of things herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they got to a point in time. I don't know what conversations happened. I don't know what, but I could just sense like, they were over the divorce aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that's when things got better. When they, mm-hmm. I don't know if they resolved it or just got over it or kind of just chose mentally mm-hmm. to past it, but mm-hmm. there was so much less tension. 
yeah in terms of just them being in the same room right you make a valid point in terms of just the easiest way to co-parent is to acknowledge that you both have shit you need to get over and get through and talk about Mm -hmm. and you need to decide what the goal is exactly that's what it ends up coming down to yeah because a lot of people don't they don't know what the goal is and they're not honest Mm -hmm. with themselves about how they're feeling exactly i see so many conversations on social media about you know the whole baby mom and dad and child support and all this crazy shit and hell and oh this person won't let me see my kid and sometimes women will do this and men will do that and i'm just like yeah and it's like let's stop playing the blame game and let's get to the bottom like at the end of the day what do we want for this baby do we want this baby to turn out okay so we gotta like at the end of the day if y'all both had your kids you know, livelihood and, and health and happiness at the forefront, all this extra shit would not be It happening. would not matter to you. And like you said, it wouldn't be happening. Because let me tell you something. When the daddy and I first, like, broke up, and he's like, Deidre, I'm not about to be no weekend dad. Don't think that you're going to... I said, first of all, let me stop you right there, buddy. Because how many days are there in a week? Seven? Good. You're going to have your big head ass child three and a half days out of that week. <laughs> like, I have no intentions on keeping that baby from you. I have no intentions. Like, we both, aside from the fact that we are like-minded, um, I would never try to keep that damn child from him. Take your child. Take him. Okay? First of all, Dylan is smarter than me. He's very sarcastic. I can't keep up with Dylan. Okay? <laughs> I need a break from that. <laughs> but I wouldn't try to keep the child from him. And, you know, he wants to see his child. But if he happened to be a man who didn't want to see his child, I would still be like, come for your child. I would be dropping that child off on the porch. <laughs> like, you go parent. You made this baby. You gonna raise the baby. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I've, I've never been able to understand the concept. So I'll try to approach this respectfully because I'm trying not to bring people business into my podcast. Oh, no, girl, you're fine. I get but, it. <laughs> so my, my, my sister had my niece, um, in 2007 and she, she went through a tough situation with my niece's dad. And all I'll say is that my niece's dad consciously chose not to parent his child. Oh man. And it was very difficult for my sister. And I watched her struggle for a long time and mm-hmm. it was hard to watch. Um, yeah, I will say this. My niece now has somebody else in her life. And mm-hmm. and she's had multiple people in her life just in the form of us, her aunts. Right. Um, my sister has a, a best friend who has been like a father to my niece. And then now my sister is dating like this really good guy who mm-hmm. sees my niece as his daughter. Like, oh, I love that. Literally, love that. that's his child. And now they, my sister and this guy have a, a baby together. My niece has a little brother and, oh. you know, they're, they're a blended yeah. so, family love- of some sorts. But yes, just looking back at at the situation with my niece's dad i can respect my sister's decision at one point Same. because my sister tried she did try to yeah you know include him include his family yeah make things work in terms of just co-parenting and he made conscious choices not to be a she did the right thing for her daughter you can't force somebody to be a parent and she made the she right did. choice for her daughter because why subject your child to rejection from some you know like right. from the her. right but i i would actually be like sir i need you to sign away any rights that you and your mm-hmm. whatever you know and honestly i i probably would like if my new husband or my new man or whoever i would like if the partner is interested in that anyway i would be open to having my partner adopt her if we yeah. are really a blended family and you see my daughter as yours we would probably explore you adopting her you yeah. know because you're her dad you know you want to be her father like yeah and it, it's crazy because it's always we kind of did like a I won't say a sister wife kind of thing but for a long time it was me my mom my two sisters my niece in the same house and I love that like we were all together like my mm-hmm. niece grew up with us it, it was just everybody for a long time I think that's beautiful and but you know sometimes I don't think people give enough credit to those dynamics as well yeah because yeah daddy checked out but you know what auntie is here grandma's here you and luckily she still didn't have to raise that baby by herself yeah you know like that's and and she she definitely never would have had to it Mm -hmm. was definitely difficult and i know she went through you know some real emotional pain because of it but you know her choice and i think that's where 
my mom, of course, but that was one of the biggest examples in terms of like from birth to seeing my niece now, cause my niece is 12, seeing mm-hmm. that like journey through motherhood firsthand. I know it was difficult for my sister in the beginning. And I yeah. think about it now, my sister was 25 when she had my niece. Yeah. I'm 26 now. And I promise you, if I had had a child last year, everything would have gone to shit. But, you know, she she had that baby at 25. And it's just like the love she has for my niece. I can't even, I'm just like, how can you love one small human that much? And then, (laughs) like, the baby turns out to be like the coolest fucking kid ever. Like, my niece is the most sarcastic. Like, her personality is dope. I'm just oh. like, yo, we raised this kid. Like, I had part to do with that. So Isn't that lit? Yeah, like, I'm probably, any any bit of, like, asshole that little girl have in high is probably She got it from, she got it's it from probably you. me. But probably. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Like, there is so much beauty in motherhood. As much as it's difficult, as much as it's scary. It's true. Like, let's talk about some of the awesome parts of being a mom. Oh, so, so here's the thing. So I remember Dylan being a really tiny baby. And the moment, like, okay, there was, like, this overwhelming amount of love. And I said, like, I remember, like, my heart racing. And I was overwhelmed. And I'm like, yo, I didn't know this much love existed in the world. Like, I didn't know that you could feel this much love for another person. So that was like one thing, but he's just always been like, he, first of all, he was picking his head up from the time he came out. Like, I couldn't understand it. We were like, what kind of superhuman did we make? (laughs) But the sarcastic Dylan that you know right now, he has always been. He walked before he turned one. And I remember I was nursing him and I was like, listen, I'm not breastfeeding this child past one. I'm going to start introducing other milks. Like, I remember I put almond milk in one of his bottles. Hey, Isa. And he took a couple sips. And this was a couple weeks before his first birthday. He didn't like it. You know what he do? He walk over to the trash and he put it right on the floor next to the trash. Because <laughs> he knew what trash was at that point. Like, Dylan was involved in everything. Like, we, we taught him everything. We used everyday life to teach him stuff. Mm-hmm. So he understood that when we were done with something, we would put it in the trash. You know, like, he saw us doing these things. That boy took a couple sips of that almond milk and put it right... And I had like this big container, like the oatmeal container, because the oatmeal had just ran out and it was sitting on the floor next to the trash. And he put it right on top of the oatmeal container and left it there. And I didn't see him do it. I happened to walk past when I saw the little bottle sitting there. And I'm like, this kid, this our kid is an boy. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, when he started to walk, it was so hard to film him walking because he just wouldn't let me. He wasn't interested in like me catching it on camera. Like every time he saw my camera, he would drop and start crawling. <laughs> like, he, just, he was like, he nah, me no puppy show. I used to call him Kanye, like his father used to call me paparazzi and I used to call Dylan Kanye because he dead used to be avoiding me. Like, oh my God, like it's so fun. It's so lit. Like he's the most affectionate person on the planet. Like we hug a thousand times a day. Like he tells me I need need to do that with my kid. (laughs) Oh God, do it. You know what though? The child probably going to be born wanting to hug, but I don't know if this is like a a nature versus nurture thing. I don't know if we instilled that in him or if he was just born this way because he's just so affectionate and it's just like, and you know what I love to see him and his dad are so affectionate with each other. Like he'll just walk up to his dad and climb up in his lap and just lay his head on his father's chest. And it's been like that since he was a tiny baby. And I'm just so proud to see that. And I know that's never going to change. Even when he's like big, I know his dad's not going to be the type to be like, use a man, you need to, you know, don't sit on me. Like, I know his dad's not going to be like that. And is that something that like came naturally just from who his dad is as a person or... Is that something that you just said clearly in the beginning? Like, I don't want this. You know what? Let me say this, girl. I say all the time, I preach from the heavens, no matter how badly things ended and things didn't even end badly. We just couldn't be a couple anymore. It just didn't work out anymore. I got, I feel like I hit the baby daddy jackpot. I feel like of all the people in the world to have a baby with, I'm so lucky to have had the baby that I had with the man that I had a baby with. He's so progressive, especially considering like his age, you wouldn't expect him to be as progressive as he is, but he is, he's very progressive. So even like with things like that, he's just affectionate with his children. You know, he's like, 
I'm not gonna have my son feeling like he can't hug me. Like what the fuck? Like I love him. Yeah. Can we be clear on that? Like that's the wackest shit in the world. Like it's so stupid. Like what the hell? Like I've never understood it. Um, I couldn't relate to it. And if I can't. I can't I, like, to what it. is and the concept of saying my son has to be this person or this type of person so I don't want them like all up on me like that's 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 crazy. a part of you <laughs> and you know what's crazy is because some people it's for whatever reasons you know they believe in this whole macho man bs um they also people are terrified of homosexuality and somehow people equate a father and son being affectionate to a son becoming gay and it's like first of all what's wrong with homosexuality <laughs> nothing Secondly, that's literally not how this works. You sound yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> how about you just do to your child what they deserve and that's love on them? Like, these children don't ask to be here. Like, give them kindness. Give them hugs. Children need fucking hugs. <laughs> they do. My grown-ass need hugs. After a long day, you know what I need? A hug. <laughs> like, give these babies what they deserve. Yeah. But I was lucky enough to you know, make a baby with somebody who sees things in that way. You know, I, I, I say all the time, if I drop dead right now, I know Dylan gonna be good. I know if I drop die, if I die right now, Dylan is going to grow up to be the man that I want him to be because his father is going to raise him exactly the way I plan to raise him. Like we are on the same exact page as parents and I didn't have to bring him on my page. We just, we got printed on the same page <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that. I am so thankful for that. Yeah, the universe definitely smiled in your favor yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly. And and I even, just the other day, I was telling him, I said, I feel like our purpose was to make this child. <laughs> like, I think my purpose or your purpose was to make this little boy. Like, So have you guys ever discussed um, just the possibility of, of him meeting someone else, possibly, you know, venturing into another relationship? Girl. And this whole idea of, of blended family and incorporating and all that stuff oh i have such i want so right now my dream is to have a big beautiful blended family like i there was a point where i was not interested in having a partner at all i was like nope i'm good don't want one don't need one um in recent weeks i'm just like huh i could i could do that i could have a partner like that would be cute (laughs) you know we actually recently had that it was it was I don't, the conversation was somewhat uncomfortable, but necessary. Um, but I, I know what I want and that's a blended family. I want to be able to have Christmases and my baby daddy is there. My husband is there. His, my husband's possible children, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, we talked about it. We're not so much on the same page with that. He's very much old school in that. Like, okay, if we're done, we're done. <laughs> the only time we need to interact is about our child. Um, but I'm like, no, let's be a family. So I feel like I'm going to just have to find a way to force him on my page. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I think that in terms of just the blended family stories that I've seen, people don't know what they're ready for until it happens. And people don't even really plan to end up in blended families. It just kind of works that way, especially yeah. when you have a good co-parenting dynamic. Exactly. Um, I'll use, I, I guess the, the biggest and most common one people think about is like Will Smith, his ex-wife, her son, yeah. and Jada, like mm-hmm. that did not start out. That didn't pretty. start out that way. It took a while for them to get to that place. You and know? It, took, um, it took work and it took Will working on his relationship, not just with Jada, but with, but his, with his with son's Sh- mother. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. And that's yeah. important. And, and for me, and I always, I'm always very clear with anybody. Cause I was just telling my mom, I am very protective of Dylan's father. Like he is very important in my life. He is the one. I love my daddy. I love my brothers. I love all of them, but he is the most important man in my life because he made me a mother. You know what I mean? He's the father of my child. He, if he's not good, my child ain't good. And he feels the same about me. Like that's something that him and I both say. If, 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 if my, you know, if this person who I made this baby with ain't good, then I mean my child ain't good. So we're very protective of each other in that way. Um, I know for a fact that that's like a hard boundary for me. If I end up taking a partner, if they're not comfortable with our dynamic, then you're not going to work out in our family because we are a family. Okay. Like we are a family. Yeah. Um, but not everybody has that level of maturity and that's okay. I didn't always have that level of maturity. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I didn't, um, but sometimes you just have to think about it like that. I think sometimes if you just really think about the person's importance in your life, 
then it helps you to realize like, yo, I need to take care of them the same way I took care of my child, you know, cause yeah. shit, this person is raising my child. When <laughs> you really think about it, you know, and I, that, that's just how I see it. So I think, I think it'll be possible to form a blended family cause that's what I want. But I think like you said, that's the best way to form one is to make sure that you're taking care of everybody involved, you know, in their respective roles, of course. And just making know? sure that everybody has an understanding and of under- their roles too. Exactly. Because... So I'll use myself for an example. I used to always be the queen of, I will never date a man with a child. And I avoided <laughs> those situations like the, like, oh, I, I just I can see why. I didn't like the idea of it. And it was mostly because, you know, men I tended to be attracted to who happened to have a child almost always had a negative relationship or, or just a bad co-parenting situation with their child's mother. You know what that really is. Exactly. (laughs) Like we talked about, there's unresolved issues. There's Mm -hmm. no respect between you. There's, there's Mm -hmm. things you haven't communicated about effectively. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be a part of that. And And rightfully so. Right. And because most of the time there's unresolved feelings, you bring me into the situation. Now I'm having to deal with resentment. From, on, yeah. Yeah. Drama and resentment from her. And then your child is in the crossroads between all of this. Exactly. The biggest point here in terms of just me not wanting to do it is the fact that when my dad met my now stepmother, yeah, it wasn't too clear on what was the timeline of their relationship from my mm-hmm. mom and dad's divorce to them getting together. Okay. And I was very young. And even though I was young and I couldn't necessarily understand everything, I understood that my mom did not like the idea of this woman. Mm-hmm. And so you don't was, like that idea. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my dad was now living with this woman. And I was, you know, the, my stepmom was always nice to me. She, you know, tried to include me in things and I stayed over sometimes. But at the end of the day, I always felt like I was choosing between staying mm-hmm. with my dad or being like loyal to my mom yeah. and my I mom don't never, realize. yeah she never outwardly said hey Isa you have to choose it wasn't like that like my mom would never have mm-hmm. put, consciously put me in that place but because I knew there was resentment there I felt you mm-hmm, you felt and a lot of parents don't realize that that's what they're doing to their kids yeah and which that, is why I'm just like I, I can't date a man with a child at any point yeah. because I don't want to put that child in that I don't want to be right. the person the person that yeah. causes it yeah and it comes back to having a full understanding of what the dynamic is are you guys done done okay good you guys have decided to be done so be done don't be involved because I feel like that's one of the biggest hurdles is there's always still a little bit of murkiness happening a little fooling around and and we even had that in the 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 beginning phases of those things happen and those things cause complications and the feelings and all that if you decide you've done done with this partner you need to be done with that partner and y'all need to work out the reasoning why y'all are done and now focus on the future. And the future is this baby. I'm making sure that these kids are going to be okay. So that when we do move on to other people, there is no resentment there. And the yeah. kids don't end up now feeling like they have to choose. Because it's really, really, really messed up for the kids. Yeah. You know? like Because you probably would have had a much different relationship with your now stepmother. If there wasn't that you know, resentment and that awkwardness. Yeah. Of you. There, yeah. And, and there's a lot of layers to it. And of course, I, yeah. I, I'll always respect her. I like her, but I can never, and the crazy part is she's been in our lives for, whew, the divorce happened in 2001 ish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been damn near 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Has been in our lives. And I, you know, will always respect her as my stepmother. She's now officially my dad's wife, mm-hmm. but to say like I have love for her, I I've never developed a relationship with her to that. Yeah, you didn't have that that chance. You know what's so funny? Um, I want to say just I swear to you, it had to be about a week ago. Dylan basically dragged me and told me I need to find a new husband so he could have a sibling, which is never gonna happen. I just I don't know how I'm gonna explain to Dylan that another child is you know coming out of his uterus, but um, and communication on all parts, not just with the other partners, but also with the children. Because um, one day me and Dylan were, you know, doing our errands. And he's like, mommy, you know, I wish I had a little brother. I wish I had a baby brother. You should have a baby brother. And I'm like, Dylan, I can't just have a baby. Like, do you know what I need to have a baby? And he goes, what, a husband? And I was like, yes. He goes, 
isn't daddy your husband? And I'm like, no, he's your father. He's my best friend, but we're not husband and wife. And he's like, oh, okay. So he's like, so find a new husband then. So like, figure it out, please. Figure it out, lady. Like, okay, he's not your husband. He can't give you a baby. Bet. Find a man who could give you a husband. <laughs> and let me just say, Dylan is an Aries, so he speaks very literally. He, he means literally every damn that. word he said. He literally paused and he said, okay, so find a new husband so I can have a baby brother. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh, but children, it's very simple for them. What happens is us grown-ups make it stupid and complicated. And you know what I mean? It's so simple for them. So as long as they're fully aware of what's going on in a clear way that makes sense to them and you're properly communicating with them, hey, daddy and I are not a couple anymore, but we are friends. We still love and respect each other. Okay, cool. Child doesn't feel a sense of loss because he really doesn't feel a sense of loss. You know what I mean? He did express to me, um, he told me, I really like when I do stuff with you and I really like when I do stuff with daddy, but I really love when we do stuff together as the three of us. So his dad and I had to have a talk and say, fuck it. We have to figure out a way to spend time with three of us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and it, 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 and the um, fact that you guys took that and said, okay, this is something our child specifically mentioned. Yes. And regardless, we have to, we do, have this to do it because this is something he wants. Yeah, because my first instinct was to be like, well, Dylan, that can't happen because, you know, daddy and I are not together. And But then I'm like, but imagine how fucked up that's going to make him feel. And what's a right. couple hours, you know? And then, too, it's like, okay, I get that you guys are not together, but you both are my parents. We both so are your parents. Exactly. Why am I not the, like, Switzerland exactly. over here? Like... Literally. And so we've come to a point where we've, like, accepted, okay, our son wants to do things with both of us. He doesn't want to do things separately with us. So let's just do that. Because look, Dylan is about to start soccer and shit. You know, hopefully we can both make it to games at the same time all the time. But we sometimes the kid just requires us both. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you want to spend time with both of your parents? We're going to just have to make that shit work. <laughs> you know? So it is what it is. We, I'm just happy that him and I are on the same page. I think that's what it comes down to, is we both have Dylan in mind. So I even said, because I texted him, I said, yo... Dylan just told me X, Y, Z. He wants us to spend more time doing cool stuff, the three of us. He's like, all right, (laughs) we'll do it then. We're going to do it, you know? We got the kid in mind. Y'all have, like, the most beautiful, just (sighs) co-parenting, motherhood, dynamic. It it gives me hope. (laughs) I'm grateful for it. And, you know, I think, um, I feel like there's a lot of progression happening in that regard, Because I'm hearing of other people who are just as dedicated to co-parenting and making sure that the child, because we've all been there. Most of us are products of splitting up or divorce or whatever. Shit, our dad was out of the picture very early, you know, like, um, so I, I can remember times of being like, hmm, how would this be going if daddy was in the picture? You know, like, I can remember having those things. And even just what I will say that I didn't even think about earlier is, I, because I'm a mother now, I understand my mother so much more. I understand the way she used to react to certain things because my mom was a single mom and she was taking care of me and Diamond's little trifling asses, you know, by herself. So a lot yeah. of the things that would frustrate her and all this, um, I, as I started, you know, doing the parenting, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, now I see why mommy used to be flipping out sometimes, you know, like, and she was doing it by herself with us too, you know, I'm not by myself in raising Dylan, you know, even for that period where him and I first moved up here and his dad was still in St. Croix, that was my first time ever having Dylan by myself all the time, you know, but I had to learn it and I had to navigate it and now thank God he's up here because, oh, child, <laughs> like, I, my hat's off to all the single mothers like I couldn't imagine I don't want to imagine like technically I guess I'm considered a single mother because I don't have a man but at the same time I am not a single mother (laughs) you know what I mean like I do not have to take care of Dylan by myself when things are too hard and I need a break the daddy got it (laughs) you know like I I'm so lucky for that I'm so thankful for that and I just every day I think I thank my mom 
for being the mother that she is and was to us because she did a lot by herself and I couldn't imagine doing that shit like I could not imagine raising a child yeah. by myself and I, I will say that it's it's something that I've had to sort of process in my head in terms of because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm again back to the Aries thing and you'll learn this with Dylan as he gets girl older. we still we, need to have that conversation <laughs> <laughs> we are Aries are very caring people. We're empathetic. We want Mm -hmm. other people to be okay, but we do have this sort of selflessness where we can only think of our perspective and our own situation sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, the things that I spoke about in terms of my mom and, and when we were talking in episode one, Mm -hmm. I, I know those things were very, very valid because those were my experiences and my feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the older I get, the more that I have to manage like a full-time job and doing all of these mm-hmm. things and coming home and being exhausted. And even last week, like I almost had a meltdown because I hadn't folded my laundry. Like I did my oh. laundry and it mm-hmm. was just on my couch and just, it felt like I had no grasp of like managing my household. Basically. Right. So and then I thought about it. Exactly. I thought about <laughs> it and I was like, how the hell did she do this with four kids? Yep. Yep. Girl. Because listen. there was never a week where I didn't have clothes that was were clean. There was never there a week go. where I didn't have something to eat. And mm-hmm. it's like, of course, my feelings are valid about the things, you know, emotionally. They absolutely are. Gone. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like my mom, as an adult woman, it's hard to put your focus on everything at the same time. Like On the shortcomings. Yeah. When, Whenever yeah. I prioritize my physical health, something else suffers. Whenever I mm-hmm. prioritize work, my apartment isn't as clean as I need it to be. So exactly. It's like, how could she, you know, care for us? financially and physically and all that stuff and then also like be in tune with each one of her kids emotionally Mm -hmm. and And then also take care of herself exactly exactly and that's because she didn't have enough support she didn't have enough of dad you know what I mean like yeah she didn't have enough of that and so even like I've given I have like like I, I just I've come to a point where I'm like yo mommy is a fucking superhero like the fact that mommy dealt with all of this like I can't do it. I know I can't, you know, and I'm okay being able to say that I can't do it. Um, and I'm just, I'm so proud of my mom for being able to do all that. I'm proud of your mom and their mothers, you know? Um, and I'm glad that we, I feel like my mom, you know, they be saying it, breaking generational curses and things of that nature. <laughs> um, Cause that's pretty much what my mom says every day. My mom is always so proud and she's like, I'm so happy that you have the life you have. I'm so happy that Lindell is Dylan's dad. Um, you know, she just, she says that all the time. Cause she's like, I know you're not dealing with the things that I dealt with. You know what I mean? It feels so good to have the support of him and be like, okay, who's picking up Dylan from school? Who's dropping him off? Who's taking care of that? Who's taking care of this? Sometimes like, I like to be the parent that does all that stuff. Like, you know, being my, doing my homemaker stuff is fun as hell. I enjoy it. But sometimes I need a break. And sometimes I'm able to say, yo, I need you to take care of X, Y, Z. And he'll be like, got it. Say less. <laughs> you know, like, I'm happy that I have that. And I feel bad that our moms didn't have that, you know? Yeah. After that alone, I just kind of let go of the things that I wish happened differently in my upbringing. And that's only because I'm a mother, you know? Yeah. I'm only able to let go of those things because I'm a mother. And even sometimes Dylan gets on my nerves. Sometimes he's a little, he comes off as ungrateful to me. Like, I'm like, you're spoiled. Like, you know, but then I say, you know what, Deidre? When he's grown, he's going to come to appreciate yeah. all this stuff. So I don't hold it against him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. He will. Trust me. He will. He definitely he will. will. He's going to come to a point as an adult and be like, yo, I can't believe mom did this for me. I can't believe she did that for me. And he gonna he gonna yeah. give me a big ass hug. <laughs> <laughs> I I know for a fact, you know, like I have no plan or control over when motherhood is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but I know there are things that I need to work on in terms like, mm-hmm. you know, the minute I got engaged, everybody was just like, yes. When are you, when are so you having kids? And I'm just like, yo, can I get girl I'm so sorry you know I resent that people are like that like I don't I I honestly don't get it because it's like what makes you think that in the five years that Stephen and I have been together 
that all of a sudden the fact that he put a ring on my finger, I was just like, yes, put a baby, put in a baby in school. there right now. Like, I just, but I, unfortunately, and I don't know if this is ever going to change in society, but you're always going to get those questions. Yeah. It's going to start with, Oh, have a baby. But like, girl, can I get married first? Once you guys do get married, it's going to be like, hello, girl, you pregnant? Yeah. Yet? Like, come on. And something. then the minute I have when one the baby, they're going to be like, on, when's the gonna next one? The, exactly. Cause they're going to ask, when is the next one? You got to start. You might as well have them back to back. Let me tell you. I've gotten tired of answering that question. It's gotten to the point where I answer the question however I want at this point. Because I'm like, you see how big this boy be? There's no way in fucking hell I'm having the next child. I'm going to okay. start being like, I don't have a uterus, so. Yeah. And yeah. then just, like, stare at them awkwardly and wait for them to, like, figure I've gotten to out. the point where I'll tell, like, like older ladies who are like, oh, when are you having the next one? I'm like, you going to carry it? <laughs> like, I'm just, however I feel in that moment is how I answer. Because one, it's none of your business. Stay the fuck out of my ovaries. Um, but two, le- let people live. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. You know, there's and people out two, here strug- struggling. And, like, there's this reality that, you know, Stephen and I might never have children. It's it's a and choice that okay we're still too. going back and forth on. We talk about it. Even mm-hmm. the other day, you know, we were talking and he was like, you know what, hey, Isa, I would, I honestly, if we never had a child, would be okay. I wouldn't feel at a loss. Good. And then That's he really stopped good. and he was like, but I, I want to make sure that my parents have grandkids. And Aww. I looked at him and I was like, That's sweet, but are your parents going to carry the grandkids? Because. exactly because your parents it's gonna be cute that they have grandbabies but guess yeah. what we're gonna completely shift our lives just exactly. to make them happy because exactly. they don't only see these babies here and there we're gonna be the ones having to feed it and get up every night and girl they don't sleep they don't sleep yet. i was <laughs> like your parents don't have grandkids right now and they're just fine they're okay everything they're is be fine, fine. <laughs> he's not only he's not only child or something he's not but you know in it, it's just him and his brother um his brother could do it I'm just, <laughs> exactly. I'm, kidding. Kidding, I'm, I'm just kidding. like look let, let's just let pat do it let's just wait, wait for low pat key, give pat time loki even though dylan is five and i should not be praying on his reproduction i am praying that dylan give me a bag of grandchildren like i hope <laughs> dylan, i hope dylan has like five children because i want to be like that grandma with a big ass house yeah. all my grandbabies could come whenever the hell they want but also if he chooses not to have children i'm not going to make him feel like he has to just right. to make me happy i'll just adopt right. some kids <laughs> you know and I'm just, that, that's where I am. Like, oh my God, it was so funny yesterday. My mom just left Dallas and, you know, that's where my sister is and the new baby's there and Aww. my niece is there. And my mom's just like in grandma mode. And she's like, you know, I'm going to be traveling. And she put, she always updates in Facebook. She's like, I'm going to be traveling several times this year and I'm going to be in grandma mode. And then she was like, she tagged me and my other sister who just got married. And she was like, mm-hmm. make sure y'all give me a break. Okay. And uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I literally commented and was like, relax, period. Like, <laughs> and that's it. No that's SOL, it. no emoji. I was just like, relax. Don't, don't, do, do not speak to me. Don't bring me in this. I am do not, not bring this me. Conversation. My mom was like, so, I remember like announcing that I was pregnant with Dylan. I was still in that moment of disappointment. Like, oh, this happened too early. My mom was the number one. She was cheering. She was excited. I was like, lady. This is what not is the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> you want it? Pack it. <laughs> yeah. She was so excited. And I'm like, yeah. girl, but she's also such a good grandma. Oh yeah. my God. I think for nothing else, I'm so glad that I was able to give my family Dylan. Like, I feel like I did something so special for my family by having Dylan. Because yeah. he's so lit. Everybody, my big sister, she is older than all of us. She's like 10 years older than us. And she has half siblings on her dad's side that are close to the age of me and Diamond. So my big sister for the longest was not an auntie. And so I'm so happy that she gets to be an auntie now. Yeah. And her and Dylan, oh, her and Dylan's relationship is so cute. Don't even get me started on Diamond and Dylan. That's her child, okay? Yeah. Diamond is Dylan's yeah. half-mother. Their whole just... dynamic is... Hey, Isa, it's beautiful. It, it is. is beautiful. Like Dylan's dad and I, and this is, goes back to our like-mindedness we agreed very early on that if anything were to happen to both of us diamond is who we would want to raise dylan um because it's, that's his half mother like yeah diamond uh, honestly if anybody else raised dylan i would be like um where is diamond where is diamond <laughs> like, who is this diamond? um but yeah like it's just so beautiful even the way she was like with me i can remember like being like pregnant and diamond's top priority was just me she used to call me belly when i was pregnant (laughs) 
And having Dylan, when I was in the delivery room, Dylan's dad and Diamond were the only people that could comfort me. Like my mom tried, everybody tried, but the only people who could help me in when I was having my contractions was Diamond or Dylan's dad. Like, so they would switch, they would take turns. Like that's his mama. Like, yeah, that's his mama. That's beautiful. That (laughs) is so like, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. I feel so blessed. I feel the same way, you know, in, in terms of just my sister and when she had my niece, my niece was the first grandchild in a family mm-hmm. and we all were there, but just my, my bond that I have with my niece and we don't see each other as often as I would like in comparison to like the fact that we used to live together, but my niece is my maid of honor, by the way, for my wedding, like oh, I, I love that. a 12 year old is my maid of honor, but I couldn't see it any other way because that's my person. Like that's my little buddy. Like and I Aww. feel the the way about her when I see Diamond talk about Dylan or just with Dylan in general. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about Nia. Like, yeah. and it's it's like when I think about it, I'm just like, yo, like my sister gave this person to our family. Like, yeah, she did that you did. That's that. what it like, is. That that's what it is. Even like my mom, she was because my mom only has daughters. Yeah. So she doesn't know. And then she has my nephews. Those were her first grandchildren, but they were born and raised in New York. So she was always in Croy. So she didn't have access to being present, you know, all the time. But she's like, yo, Deidre, like you gave me a little boy. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what it's like raising a boy. And even like, I'm learning now, like, I'm glad I didn't have sons. I would have ruined them. (laughs) My mom is of that old school of spoiling the hell out of your boy, turning a hole in your girl, children to accountable. And this is something I'm always like, mommy, you can't do that. Like treat them the same. (laughs) But she's always like, Oh, thank you for my little grandson. Like he's so dope. Like, I just love having a little boy in the family. Like, He's special, man. He's special. Yeah, and really oh is. God, if you, if you do make the decision to be a mom, that's going to feel the best. Just first of all, just knowing that your body made somebody is alone. That in of yeah. itself is like, damn, I fucking did this. But then seeing how many people in your life love that person feels even better. Just seeing the amount of love that this kid gets like showered with, is just, it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. It's, it's, um, it's, it's lit. Sometimes I get excited about the thought. Okay. <laughs> I, I will say it's, and I wish we could have had Tasha on this, um, this episode. Oh too, yeah. Because I think between you and her and just her and her husband and their dynamic with Sage, like yeah, those are the two examples that I've just been looking at. And over the years of just following you guys, I've just been like, you know what? If I have a kid, that's the dynamic that I want. Like that exact thing, just that you overwhelming, like, oh, it's sense of like love, love and adoration. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's and you will. just this like ease, like that y'all have when it comes to your kids. Like, it's like your kids are your best friends and you're so enamored with them. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want. And if I don't have that, that, that dynamic, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that yeah, I you have will. that dynamic. It starts with the people making the baby. And my mom is who told me this. She said, Deidre, Dylan is so awesome because his parents are awesome. Yeah. And I was like, mommy, she's like, no, I'm dead serious. She said, you and his dad are great people, you know? And he's, aside from the example, just he was made in love. Yeah. And he was made in, he was made by two awesome people. So you and Steven are going to make, and just like Tasha and Eddie are such amazing people, you know? And even when the daddy and I were together, it was, it was just easy. It was just yeah. us and this baby. I remember one time Dylan had to be like one and a half, but him and his daddy were at home and I was like at the grocery store and I came home. He was so little. I came home from the grocery store and Dylan walked up to the car and started taking grocery bags for me to walk them inside. And I was <laughs> like, and I called Diamond like, oh my God, he's such a little gentleman. And I told her what he did. And she goes, Deidre, he sees that every day. He sees his father take care of you like that. That's why he's just, he just, he sees that. That's why it's so easy for him to do that, you know? And I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Like, I didn't think about that because I'm like, I don't remember ever showing you. But even now, Dylan, like, he'll like, we'll be on our way to school and he'll like open the door and hold it open for me. And he's like, okay, mommy, let's go. Like, you know, but it's just because it's what he saw. So you and Steven gonna be just fine. Y'all gonna have a baby. (laughs) Y'all gonna have exactly this, you know? It all comes down to the two people who make the baby. That's how the, that's, that's what determines everything. And that's that's the name of the episode. 
What's, the what's two that? people who make the baby. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you think about it, though. That's really what it comes down to. You it know, does. like it does. That's what it comes down to. And look, look at how Sage is just a walking little light, and it's because his two parents, who are so madly in love, made him. And even when the daddy and I were together, we were madly in love, you know, and it was, we made that baby. And even we were able to put our differences aside and just accept that there's a baby here now. And even though we're not together, we still got this baby to raise. So let's raise them, you know, <laughs> and the kid's going to be all right. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. Well, with that being said, um, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast and just talking about your, your whole dynamic and your journey through motherhood and co-parenting. And oh. it's, it's amazing for me to see just from my personal experience, because like I said, I'm newly engaged. I am learning and this might be a journey I go on eventually in my life, but also, yeah. I just want people to hear the other side of the story. Like yeah. we've heard a lot about, you know, relationships with moms that don't go so well relationships with dads and divorce but I want people to understand that even though a lot of us come from these split households and divorces and stuff like mm-hmm. that this isn't the narrative for everybody but also yeah. Deidre is a millennial woman yeah we're in the same generation we're not too far apart in age this is what happens when you take those generational curses and you start doing the work and you exactly make an effort to to change things and and do better and dylan, do better dylan is literally what happens okay dylan is what happens that kid exactly. is oh my gosh dylan is what happens and yeah and i'm so proud of that i'm so proud to see the person that he is and the person i know he's gonna be because i know that it's a result of all the hard work that his father and i are doing and are going to continue to do and just him as a person in general because the boy is interesting he's a very peculiar little boy (laughs) good up is hosted and produced by deidre ritter and hey isaac quinones ivory and is a proud member of the kicking it family find us on all social media platforms at good up pod use hashtag good up tuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash good up podcast 